0: when you're scared to lose them. So, one of the important things of being in a romantic relationship is having an equal ground with your partner. In other words, both of you have got to want to make the relationship work. Both of you have got to be committed to each other and the relationship. And if one person is completely obsessed with the relationship and making it work, they're going to throw things out of balance and they're not going to act naturally. We need to be natural with our partners in order for the relationship to feel any kind of chemistry and attraction. It's like, you know, if you have a boss, you treat your boss differently than you treat your co-workers because, you know, they have like a power over you. In other words, they could, you know, if you mistreat them or talk down to them or get disrespectful, they could fire you. And then you're going to be on the unemployment line. So if you value your job, you're going to treat them better. But that is a relationship in which the dynamic is a little bit different. And you can't cause attraction in a relationship if your dynamic is of, I'm trying to be submissive to this person, to please them, uh, to follow their rules, to go by what they need in order to make this work. So if you're the person that's always preoccupied with losing your partner, you're going to start tolerating being mistreated. And if they start becoming disrespectful or rude to you or um, doing things that are undermining the relationship, And it's not going to be healthy. you got to be on equal grounds with your partner. And so you need to be in a place where, and get to a place if you're not there, which many of you are not, where you're okay if they leave you. And that's not an easy place to get to. Believe me, I know that. So, um, in this email that I'm going to get to, I have two emails. One's just a quick thank you email. Um from somebody that I did an email coaching with. Uh, But in the second email, you're going to see what happens, what we do when we're scared we're going to lose that person, okay? And it's a good email. It's going to teach you some stuff. Uh, The first one is just somebody that I did an email coaching with last week. And they said, thank you, Craig. I will definitely sign up for a Skype soon. If it wasn't for you and your brilliant information, I probably would have pushed her away after the breakup. I've controlled my anxiety because of you. I'm just glad people have a true expert on both relationships and psychotherapy to turn to these times of crisis. Keep up the good work. You're the best there is. So thank you very much for those kind words, and I'm glad that that email coaching helped you out. And I'm glad to see that you're getting things turned around for yourself. Because I know what it's like to be totally scared, totally clueless, and totally terrified that you're going to lose that person for good. And like I've told you guys before, um, a lot of the chances to re-attract somebody are based on how you act and how you handle the situation. So... Let's get into the second email. This is a guy in his early 40s who's dating a woman in her mid-30s, on and off for 10 years. Wow! Long time, right? Especially considering their ages. So, this was what I found interesting about them. They only lived together. Now, this whole 10 years, they were on and off. Six months of that. And he said that she felt trapped and moved out so that tells me she probably has an avoidant attachment style and if you're new to my channel I do have a lot of videos that explain what an attachment style is and it's very very interesting and very compelling and absolutely a huge part to understanding what goes on in relationships because our attachment to that, that our attachment style that we learned in those early years of our life is the attachment style we generally keep throughout our life. Yes, it can change, but it more often than not stays the same way. I think they said about 75% of the time it stays the same throughout your life. Now, there can be major events or you can go into psychotherapy and you can change that for yourself, but it's not easy. Um, so... He was explaining a little bit about this woman's background, and he said that she lost her father 16 years ago to cancer. He had drinking problems as well. So, okay. It's hard enough to lose your dad to cancer, and I know because I lost my lost my mom to cancer, and that was incredibly difficult. But I was at least um, an adult and close to around, you know, 40 or so when that happened. It was just a few years ago. Um, But to lose your mom at roughly, what, 18? That would be really, really difficult. And, or dad, I'm sorry. But dad also had a drinking problem as well. So he may have been drinking her entire childhood. We don't know. Uh, But I'm assuming he probably did. So it would be very hard for this woman to trust any guys. He said that her mother and older sister suffer from dementia. That is very interesting. So, who knows what's going on with mom. Maybe it's dementia. Maybe there's something else. Maybe it's some schizophrenia or something. But the point is this. Whatever it is, if she's been like this throughout throughout her entire child. Boy, I can't even speak right now. If she was like this as a mother to this girl during her childhood, it would be really, really hard to attach to anybody. Even her sister has dementia, so who knows what's going on there. Okay. He was telling me a little bit about the breakup, and he said that she cried. Said that she was not a bad person a few times to me. Says she will always love me. She was firm and under the influence a bit because she was drinking earlier with her friend. She put her, on, her head on my shoulder and we held hands before we cried more and parted ways. He said, I have anxiety. I tried to hold in tears but started crying to her. After we left, I sent her a text saying, I understand her decision and that I love her very much. She replied pretty much saying the same thing and that this was for the best. I'm struggling with no contact, and I'm having moderate anxiety over the situation, more so than other times when we split. I feel responsible for the arguments over our future. Ah, so what is this about? What are the arguments about? Well, I can already tell you what my gut is telling me, but let's watch it play out. They talked about a week ago just to give you an update, and... The two biggest problems in the relationship, he said, were that they don't see eye to eye and that she was not ready for marriage when I stressed to her a lot. Basically pushed her away. So, here's what's going on. This guy is scared of losing her. He's afraid to lose her. So what does he do? In an effort to overcompensate his fear of losing her, He tries to lock her down and he's trying to get her to marry him because he thinks if she marries me, she's never going to leave me. And well, look at the divorce rate. I can tell you that's not how it works. And the more you try and lock this girl down and force her to marry you, the more she's going to want to be free. And you just can't force people to be in a relationship with you no matter how long you're with them. When anybody tries to constrict your freedom, it makes you want to leave even more. When somebody tells you not to do something, in a lot of ways, it makes you want to do it more. And so, his fear of losing her is causing him to try and control the situation, try and lock her down, and it's unnatural to the relationship. And she feels it. She knows it. And instinctually, it makes her want to go and take off. And I can't blame her because if I was in a relationship where somebody was trying to get me to get married when I wasn't ready, I would want to run the other way too. It's a mutual decision on equal ground to get into that kind of commitment. And thinking that you can lock somebody into it, absolutely going to do the exact opposite. So, he says, I've been seeing a therapist since we split a year ago and throughout our recent one-year resurgence. I've been suffering some anxiety and relationship insecurities, which she gets annoyed with. She's said to me a few times, you just need to chill. Yeah, and she's probably right. Um, your anxiety is causing you to act insecure and try and control her. My ex and I have split up a few times over the 10-year period. I've been put in friend zone once during this time while we were dating other people. We would get back together. I'd get anxious over the future of our relationship, kept pushing her about it, and this would lead to arguments. Yes, guys, you've got to make your person, your partner, feel like they're free. Not that they are free, but you want to allow them freedom. And if you try and control them, they're just going to want to leave. When we were not dating, she was always there for me in time of need. And I was always there for her. While broken up last time, she went on a trip with her friends. We both, like, both talked to the same friend, her friend, who convinced me that she wanted to see me during her trip by herself because she missed me. I gave in and one year later, Last week, she dumped me again. She's very direct and firm, walks in front of me, and expects a lot from me. This sounds like somebody with an avoidant attachment style. I've dated somebody with an avoidant attachment style and they walked in front of me. uh, And we're pretty direct and firm. I've noticed that with people that have an avoidant attachment style. They tend to be like that. I don't think I've ever shared those. Uh, symptoms. I guess it's a way to look at them as symptoms. But yeah, uh, you might want to look at your partner and see if you've noticed that from them before. Our breakups typically lasted no longer than a month or two. No contact would last a few weeks to a month during this time. Our sex life declined severely over the past three months. Yeah, she probably didn't want to be close to you because when she felt close to you, she was feeling trapped. She's extremely busy with work and likes to drink close to a bottle of wine afterwards to wind down. Wow. Her words can get toxic at night if I piss her off. So that's not healthy for you to be feeling like you have to walk on eggshells with her. And her mistreating you because she's drinking too much, that's not okay either. And it's not going to be healthy for you or the relationship. My ex left this time crying out, I'm not a bad person. She said all her friends are on my side, which bothers her, knowing I just want to spend more time with her and get married. She's my best friend, and I know she loves me. She can just be controlling and unsure at times. Well, you're controlling too, just in a different way. Is this situation salvageable after all this time, and what should I do at this point? I still want her back because we can can be happy together. I've taken her off my Facebook and applied no contact immediately, and I'm going on a one-week vacation in two weeks that we were supposed to go on together by myself. She will eventually find out, so I need to know how to handle this situation if or when she texts me while I'm there. Well, I would go on that vacation, and I would go enjoy myself. And if she gets upset at you, I would just be like, I don't understand... Why are you upset at me because of that? I had these plans with you. You didn't want to be with me. So I went on the vacation. I just wanted to go enjoy myself. What is she going to say to that? I mean, she was the one that wanted to break up. She's very closely tied to my family and friends. So I think that is why it's hard for her to walk away all the time for good. Well, let me tell you something. Friends and family don't matter that much. For those of you guys that think friends and family are going to keep you connected to your ex, it doesn't help as much as you think it will. Especially for women. If a woman is done and she don't want to be talking to you or see you, friends and family aren't going to help. So a matter of fact, a lot of times they make the situation worse for you because they start saying things and talking about you. And, and then all of a sudden she's more annoyed because now she feels pressured by her friends and family, especially the avoidance. They really get upset. Um, ultimately, I think you're going to have to work on yourself and keep working on your anxiety and understand that you've got to love this woman in a way that she feels free to come and go or that you don't necessarily need to push for a level of commitment that she's not ready for. Because you you need a partner to be at that same level as you are. If you try and force somebody to do something, they're not going to want to be with you. They're going to maybe go along with it a little bit to, uh, you know, accommodate you or, you know, appease you. But then they're just going to be like miserable and just be like, this is not for me. I got to get out. You need to be very aware of your fear and your anxiety of losing your partner and get to a place that's healthy. And that is going to create a situation where you and your partner are more on equal ground, which is where you need to be in order for a relationship to work. So, if you want to get my help personally, go to my website, AskCraig.net. I do email coachings. Skype coachings. And if you have to get in touch with me within 24 hours, I do offer emergency after hours coaching. If you like the video, throw a like on there and be sure to subscribe to the channel because I do post videos Monday through Friday. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and I will talk with you soon.